Okay, we are back on the MIC, and today I have a wonderful guest, none other than Annika Reeves. Ew. Ew. <laughs> we were just talking about how um, you, we've never been together in a business like setting before. No, I it's just always been a social link up. Yeah, I didn't know that. I hadn't realized that. I think so. Like I, I like when we were talking about, I saw you once doing your other branded stuff. Like we were at an event because you invited me. Mm-hmm. You invited me to that event. Yeah. Yes. No. You no, did. I will. I I wasn't even working with that brand yet. You weren't. I walked in just as a as a someone. I just as a random person. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay, then somebody invited me to the to the Nancy. Okay, maybe it was Nancy. Yeah. Okay, sounds familiar. The fancy Nancy. Fancy. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It was Nancy. She's still working with them. No. Okay. She lives in the UK now. Okay. See all such places. Yeah, we switched. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I re- yes, Nan- Fancy Nancy, yes. Okay, <laughs> it's, ca- it's all coming back. That's where we met. You had just started your locks. Yes, Here I we did. are. Yeah. Five years later, the locks have flourished. Amen. We, we're, give, we're getting bra strap length. We're, 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 we are. We're getting bra strap We have length. a honey blonde. We do. We are now. We've upgraded <laughs> from the black. <laughs> I needed to switch it up a bit. The pandemic was wearing on my spirit. I had to do something to yes, brighten to, the... To brighten the vibe. Yes, yes. So we You're were glowing. Thank you. Life has happened. Life has happened. Yeah, there's much to talk about. There's much to discuss. Yes, so much. Without further ado, (laughs) let's get right on into it. I'm going to do some icebreakers because I could. You're nervous, huh? I am. You're nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's no need to be nervous. We're going to have some fun. Um, I'm excited about this episode. I feel like we're going to talk about some important things. Um, but most of all it's just going to be enjoyable yes yeah yes. i want it to be enjoyable it's going to be comfortable we're friends at the end of the day we yes. have conversations we have very deep very fun conversations yeah and so that is going to translate with our nerves <laughs> i really love our friendship i really love that i made this friendship with you it's, it's, a, it's been oh. so cool like you were just such a ball of fresh air when i met you at that event and we just and you were so intentional and we stayed in contact because it's not that i'm not intentional but i'll forget yeah um i am like formally diagnosed with add so i literally will just oh, forget really? i am okay yeah so i will literally just forget and people will be like annika doesn't care and it's like no i literally just i'm sorry <laughs> it's, i'm sorry it's my <laughs> i'm sorry so yeah so when you you know you and we've been in connection throughout the years and it's just been really cool to watch you flourish when i met you you weren't a mom no you weren't married. I wasn't married. I didn't didn't have any kids. No, yeah. you know what I mean? So it was just cool to watch that over the last several years. Like, like So much has happened. I'll tell you, our friendship held me during the um during 2021 when I had just moved to Toronto. Mm. I was very lonely. Like I was like they say the first year moving to a new place is brutal. I know. It was really hard. And you know, I was like going through it. But yeah. our conversations and mm. just having someone to talk to and stuff, and I was going through my little weight loss journey. Mm-hmm. Which, as you can see, did not work. You look fine. <laughs> Stop this. No, no, actually, I did a lot of inner work instead. Mm-hmm. I ended up doing a lot of inner work instead. So, I, like, I feel good. Like, I didn't lose any physical weight, but a lot of spiritual weight. you're looking weight. bright and beautiful and confident, and you okay. are wearing your body. Here we like, go. It's not wearing you, honey. And so, there's some, the other type of weight fell off. Yes, emotional weight. Yeah, but um, our conversations and our accountability that we had was important for me yeah. during that period of time. So, I'm grateful for that and you know me too here we are so here's some questions i'm gonna break the ice (laughs) for you so here's a fun one how many kids did you used to want like when you were younger and how many do you have i already know this but the guys at home don't know zero you didn't want any kids i didn't think i wanted children oh that's tea i didn't know oh my gosh is this the bad thing to say on a mom podcast not a bad thing to say (laughs) 
in fact it's good we don't we're never honest about this people are not honest about these things i you never envisioned myself to be a mom okay what um, changed because uh, i was always a caregiver i'm like there's a backstory i was always a caregiver growing up in my life so right. for those of people who don't know i have a brother who's diagnosed with autism okay so i'm the eldest in the marriage with my parents so andre came after me so i've always was caring for him then my brother matthew came so i was caring for the two of them my brother matthew still refers to me as mom number two cringe really? cringe <laughs> um but you know so i've always been in caregiver mode so i always like I think just looking at my future when I thought about it, it was jet setting, it was being a designer, a business owner, just seeing the world. Like I, I, I looked at my older life um, about me. So it really wasn't a plan to be a mom. Mm. Um, and then I became pregnant. I was like, oh, okay. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. <laughs> we're having a kid. This is what we're doing. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So I didn't know that, that yeah. you didn't. So th- I guess that that's a very interesting thing to um to take into consideration when you when you're the caregiver yeah. of a sibling or a parent mm-hmm. or somebody else in your life that can kind of impact your own desire to have children of your own. Yeah. But that's interesting because I would have thought that it would make you want to have kids. I felt like I missed out a lot in my childhood um, yeah. um, being the caregiver for my brother. And it's not that I regret. I still am for him, but I felt like, you know, there's just certain freedoms that like, you know, summertime people are outside. I wasn't outside. I was always caring for him. But my parents were immigrants. Mm. So like it's the hustle. They come to this new country. They got to make it. Yeah. You know, my mom's working from like sun up till sundown. You know, so I'm the eldest girl. I'm trained to cook, clean, you know, whatever. So I was like, so I always looked at the latter part of my life to be about me. You mm. know what I mean? And I, I don't know if that sounds selfish, but I I didn't know that um, I didn't know that I would have a desire. And then then I became pregnant and I was like, oh, I guess this is what we're doing. Mm. And um, and <laughs> I guess this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. <laughs> but no. And then like and then now I have it's like now she's purpose. Like she's my heart. Like I don't know what life would be without her. But prior to I was like. That's what I'm gonna do. Right. <laughs> this is interesting. I w- I'm excited to circle back to this. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited yeah. to circle back to this. Yeah. So, what's your favorite thing about motherhood? Oh goodness, watching this human evolve in front of you mm. and um, creating this environment um, and knowing that what you create and what you expose her to is is pretty much what she's going to become the product of. So um, it's parenting her as well. But while parenting her, um, it's reparenting myself as well. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, you know, when I think back to when every year she turns, I think about who I was at that age Mm. and what I would have wanted or needed and then do my best to try and provide that for her. And it's an interesting dynamic because my daughter has an exceptionality of autism. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, reparenting her also understanding that like, I'm also having to do things differently and, and navigate things differently because of how she, you know, takes information and she doesn't necessarily process it exactly the way you and I would. So there's that, there's that extra care. So I have to put myself into that 13 year old girl or 14 year old girl. Well, now she's 17. Um, and think about what I needed at that time on top of, um, you know, parenting or exceptionality as well. I find, um, hearing you speak kind of reinforces my knowledge that God is a very, very detailed planner. Mm very meticulous Mm. and detailed with with his plans Mm. but not only that has a sense of humor (laughs) 
<laughs> with his plans. He kind of funny, kind of shady, Ooh. but very detailed Ooh. is what I've noticed about God's planning. Ooh. Because you had just said that Gather you, me. you never really wanted to, you didn't really want to have kids. You Gather wanted me. a later, later part of your life. After caring for my you. autistic After brother. After caring for your autistic brother. And then what does God do? Gives me an autistic daughter. <laughs> <laughs> who looks l- so much like literally my twin. So I have to face myself every day. Every day. And I yeah. think, but th- that's not just, that's not just God being shady. I don't think that's God being shady. I think that is, that kind of is like, he prepared you. Knowing who you, who he wanted you to be the mother of and that he wanted, obviously, Na- Anaya to come into this world and the life that he wanted Anaya to have and the purpose that, he, that Anaya's her daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the purpose that he wanted Anaya to have in this world and knew that he needed you to be her mom. And so he prepared you <laughs> he prepared you for that by, you know, Are you trying to making make you cry? Andre's sister. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Ooh, that... Wow, gather me up like a ponytail. But you know, but <laughs> she no. said, gather me up like a ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're no, but I think about that all the time. Yeah, and um, I think that's really, really. Um, I think about that all the is time. Is that serendipity? Is that what they call you serendipity? Know, I, this is weird, but it's funny. When I was pregnant with Anaya, I had a feeling. I honestly believe. I was, God gave me the message. She was going to be autistic. Really? Okay. So you had a feeling and your heart was prepared for it. I was preparing. I remember turning to her dad and I was eight or nine months pregnant. We had just pulled up to my family home where, where I was living at the time. And we pulled up and I stopped him in the driveway. And I remember saying, um, Hey, I don't know if he ever, if he remembers the story, but, um, I said, Hey, if Anaya, tur- I didn't say Anaya, she wasn't Anaya at the time. Yeah. I didn't even know if she was a girl then. <laughs> I said, if this baby is like my brother, Andre, how will you feel? Mm. I just, I don't know where that came from. Well, we know now. Um, and he was like, we're going to love, we're going to love it anyway. I'm like, cool. And we and then and just went then inside. We're good with that. And two, like she was born June 9th and two and a half years later, she was formally diagnosed with autism and an intersexual disability mm-hmm. and has been living with that since. But I'm glad that you had those questions. You get, you asked yourself those questions while she was still pregnant. Mm-hmm. I found like, um, I found the doctors and midwives and stuff that were around me during my pregnancy were very, um, they, they used to ask me these types of questions mm-hmm. all the time. And I'm now looking back, I'm thinking that's a very good thing that they did. Mm -hmm. I have to give them their props for that because, um, you know, they make you do all these tests Mm -hmm. to see, you know, to see if your child is at high risk for anything. Yeah. And my test results came back as high risk for Edwards and Patel syndrome. Mm. Um, And I remember the doctors, they kept continuously asking me, like, if your child is born with Edwards and Patel's, like, what are you, what are your, what do you want to do about mm-hmm. it? Or what you, do you want to do the, you know, the test that you can do before? Yes. To, to, to know for sure. Yes. And I said, I didn't want to do that test because that test, there's a, there's a, that test comes with a, a risk yes. of miscarriage. Yeah. So I said, no, I don't want to do that test. I just kind of want to go ahead and have the baby but they did ask me a lot of times like mm-hmm. what would you do if this and what would you do if that just to make sure that I'm thinking about it because mm-hmm. I guess a lot of the time they I guess they didn't want me to have the baby and then freak out mm-hmm. <laughs> and like have you know postpartum or something because mm-hmm. I didn't prepare my me- myself mentally, mentally or emotionally for the possibility of that yeah it was a very good thing that you kind of had that conversation while pregnant like what would I do if 
you know, this baby is born and does have I totally believe that was a download from the Holy Spirit. I don't believe that was me at all, because, like, at 21, who has that type of insight? Who, who thinks like that? That's <laughs> such a mature thing to kind yeah, of Yeah, but literally, I, I remember stopping him in the drive. I remember it to this day, and I just held his, ha- his forearm. I'm like, hey, just a question. Mm. I don't know where it came from, and then he confirmed. And, you know, to this day, he's still very active. We're not taking, we're not a couple, yeah. but he's still very much active in her life, and protective of her and you know you know I and i love that for her yeah she needs that and she's her dad is her guy mm. and um you know um and i'm glad that they still have that relationship and he's he's kept his promise to yeah. be there for her so i love that we thank god and so take let's go back a bit quickly mm-hmm. i want to talk about your career journey okay what that was that because we're gonna we're gonna talk more about autism and, and stuff like that because mm. i really want to go in, into detail but i want to kind of just backtrack quickly about like your career journey i know we're on we're on a journey <laughs> we're on we're still on a we're journey. still on a journey but i kind of want you to talk about your business and yeah. like what that was like building that with mm. with your daughter mm-hmm. and just h- how that experience was for you oh my goodness oh, okay so so much okay so when I got this, so much, I feel like Naya has been the catalyst for so much. Um, and I, f- I don't know if that's cliche to say, but literally, this person growing inside of me made me want to get it together and get it together quick. Um, so when I was pregnant with her, I hadn't started college yet. I had taken a really long. I graduated high school like 18, 18, 18 and a half, going on nineteen. Um, because I back in my day we had OAC, and we had a fifty year of high school guys. Okay. Um, and I don't know if you guys know what that is, but we had OAC. I don't know. Okay. I, don't know. So I don't know that one. What's but that's not grade because 13. I'm. That's not because I'm young. That's because I'm. You're not from. The, I'm not Canada, from Canada, right? So for, in Canada we had something called OAC. So I was the last year round of OAC, and so I finished around eighteen and a half, and um, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. So I asked. You know, I took a leap year. Um, I also struggled in school a lot academically, and I found out later on in life why. But so I was—I always felt like post-secondary wasn't for me. Then you know, I uh, get pregnant at 21, and I'm like, oh, I need to find something. I need to get a career, so I decided to go into social services, and I went to Seneca College and did my social services diploma. Was looking for schools while carrying the baby. We were hunting for schools. I I, I applied and I did school tours, university uh, college tours, um, and I, you know I turned to my mo- my my mom at the time and I was like, hey, yeah, so if you let me stay home, I'll go back to college. She's like, that's a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she's she, not gonna argue. With she that. wasn't gonna kick me out anyway. She wasn't that type of mom, but she just wanted to know that I had like a concrete plan. Yeah. So I went and I decided to do social social services with a thought process of possibly going after my degree, but you know just kind of see how I did in college. College was hard for me mm. with a new baby uh partner of course, there was I can imagine. so much dynamic happening there i did that but while um in college i stumbled across a plus size pageant and i had went to this pageant before Ni- i was pregnant with anaya just to check it out like a girl had approached me in a mall i went to check out the, the the pageant i was inspired by it and i've always had this deep inkling for fashion since i was a kid used to watch fashion television Jeannie becker like all of that that was my thing so i decided to join the pageant just just, just to get chips and giggles excuse my language for giggles <laughs> um just to check it out you know you know I live in Canada and I found that here we didn't really celebrate the plus size body like I see they do in the U.S. Mm. And I've been a plus size woman all my life and I wanted to just be a part of this thing. So I got the email. Naya was like a year and a half, maybe a year and a half when I did a year and a half, two years old, maybe. And yeah, because it was 2000. She was born in 2005. The pageant was 2007. Uh, the, well, the, and then the, the actual show was 2008 or something like that or in that eight range, age range. And I decided for my talent, instead of singing or dancing, I would do a fashion show. 
And then from that birth, my clothing line. Um, the stylish read. Yes. Well, first it started off as Candy Apple Couture. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the year. Girl, I'm taking you back. Yeah. <laughs> Before the 2010s. And then, um, you know, I did Candy Apple Couture for a few years. I've dressed people like Kim Fields. Wow. Um, Kim Whitley, sorry. Um, and uh, I've even gotten calls for Queen Latifah back in the day. Okay. Like, I've done stuff. I, I, I was the first um, plus-size designer to do New York plus-size fashion week. I've done stuff. Like, okay, I, girl. I, I've been in these streets. Um, you, you've been out here. Yeah, yeah. We did that. You know, I worked with Gwen DeVoe and, and you know, the late Mia Amber wore some of my designs. And it was like, she was a really known plus model as well back in the day. So I did a lot of stuff there. Um, I, my, my brand, Candy Apple Couture, launched around the same time Monique C. So mm. her and I were both coming up around the same time. And it was really cool. So I did that. And then, you know, production got became a lot juggling that with a child. Naya got her diagnosed when she was two and a half. Okay. And I think I, you know, I was just like, I'm done. Like, I had to take a minute to focus on what okay. that meant. Yes. Um, you know, with her having autism, I remember, I knew in my gut when I was pregnant with her that she was, it's a possibility, but it's a different thing when it's confirmed, you mm -hmm. know? And so, took a break off of that. And then while we stabilized her, stabilized her school journey, you know, I tried different private schools and different therapies and kind of found our, our group, what was working for her. Yeah. Got enrolled in a, in a, IBI therapy, which was really monumental for her development. And then I decided while I saw her flourishing to jump into around the 2010s, I started uh, the stylish read. Okay. So my now late friend, Kike, a lot of loss has happened. Um, yeah. It's been a time of loss, a huge yeah. season of loss. Um, but at the time she helped me, blogging was becoming popular. And I had no idea what blogging was. There's no structure for oh, it. Oh, you was a blogspot girl. Yeah. Okay. So the Stylish Read actually started, I had a physical blog. It was, mm -hmm. I had a WordPress and it was a stylishread.com. And I literally was making posts like two to three times a week and on just different content. I was a writer and I'm a really and good writer. And this is while mothering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, while raising Anaya, while going through that journey with her. Uh, Southward was just supposed to be like my, it wasn't supposed to be monetized. It was like an outlet. Yeah, just outlet like a creative outlet. I had yeah. this fat love of fashion inside of me. I want to get it out. I, again, didn't see a lot of plus size body being cel celebrated. We had like a handful of stores throughout the city that may have catered to us, but it was like pulling teeth. Mm. And Instagram was just getting popular in 2012. So I developed it right around that time. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I, I had the privilege to work with so many brands like Pennington's and Additionnel and Reitman's, um, lots of local designers and was doing that for a bit as well. And then it turned into like digital content creation, but it started off with a WordPress and a photographer. Shout out to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Mike. Shout out to Maurice. Uh, all those people that rocked with that brand at the time and just creating um, beautiful images using myself and other women as art to like portray style. The whole thing back then was, you know, all bodies deserve good style. All yeah. bodies deserve to be celebrated through the story of style. That's always been my thing. And style, like fashion and style always seems so inaccessible especially here in Canada when I go to the states I've got no problems finding what I need finding mm. the designers finding boutiques finding but for here it's just, it, it felt like it was like pulling teeth and still is sometimes mm. especially to the caliber of style that I like yeah you know yeah, I mean? yeah yeah when I'm talking about trend I'm talking about avant-garde I'm talking about Coutier like you know what I mean like I'm really just pulling it out and I bespoke like I'm not really finding that and when you do find a few bespoke designers 
you say plus size and they look at you crazy like yeah like what like <laughs> right and like you know i don't always want to wear like a floral dress like yeah. i want to wear a beautiful tailor-made outfit so that's really what yeah. stylish Rude was birthed out of and then you know we came full circle to the style space which i started yes two years ago and that was also a journey as well of having like a physical space and then housing other designers as well and whew, that was a journey too <laughs> And that all was this, a, yeah, that but was like, a journey. I'm doing like so doing all these things like we were talking about earlier. I'm doing all these things, but in the back of my mind, I'm still also struggling with mom guilt because it's like, because <laughs> it's like I'm killing it. I'm out in these streets. I'm in New York. I'm doing this stuff, and then like you know, my then partner's has building up resentment because he's feeling like he's she's doing, doing everything. Yeah. So I stop. I halt everything to jump back in, and then that relationship ends. And then it's like now having to navigate single motherhood. Sing now, oh God. Single yeah. motherhood, special needs child. Then now my mom gets sick. So it's special needs child, single. It's caring for a sick mom who's like deteriorating fast with Parkinson's and caring for my autistic brother. Oh gosh. Yeah, and that was like the and, last and, couple of years. And who was looking after you? Nobody except the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh so, I, you know i won't say nobody i like i had friends that i could lean on but still like you was carrying a lot like yeah. you were carrying a lot yeah like when i look back on it i was like whoa like i don't even know how like yeah. that's all god at the time like you know navigating you know luckily i had some people who were helping me like you know help me find like it was just a lot <laughs> like helping me find You're care strong, for my girl. mom and stuff like that so it was that journey. So the business had to take a back burner and the climb had to take a back burner to that journey, which was like about a good five year journey before yeah. my mom passed and things kind of settled. They settled. I don't know if they settled. I don't know if that's a good word. I think just changed. Just changed. Yeah. yeah. You just figured been, out what life would look like for you now. Yeah. And I think now in the space I'm in is um, being unapologetic about carving out this time yes. for me and my daughter. Yeah. Like now it's like, it's going to be about It's us. Anaya time. It's me and Anaya time. Yes. Okay. So that's where we're at now. That's where we're at now. Yeah. Okay. So let's get back into that then. Okay. I want to talk a little bit more about like what kind of decisions you have had to make as a mom with a child that has autism that you maybe didn't see yourself having to make. Like what kind of changes or things have you had to consider in terms of schools that she goes to mm. and activities and like what that looks like for your schedule mm -hmm. how is it different because i don't think people actually even know that yeah i think i one of the things i'm super aware of now especially as she's becoming a young adult is creating community for her okay like things that she probably would have naturally done as a you know typical 17 year old make friends go out to the movies like mm. i see my friends with kids that are maybe a year or two younger than me like my godson you know he's already to the mall with his friends learning how to drive my goddaughter is now in college in atlanta um and so with anaya i've that's what consciously and like even so for instance like i've had opportunities to move before um, and I've turned them down because what does that look like in terms of Anaya's community? Okay. Yeah. What does that look like in terms of, you know, stability has been a huge thing for us. Consistency. I just, like I was just sharing with you, I just recently got an, uh, a, a condo downtown and I'm renting it out. I'm not going to move into it mm. because, um, what does that look like for Anaya? Yeah. Like, like 
you know, like that change, is it worth, I have to weigh the change. Is it worth yeah. it? Because stability and structure is so important. It's vital to Anaya's well-being to, you know, to know that she gets off of, she, like schedules and routine is so big for individuals living on the spectrum. Mm. So if the change isn't going to be in her benefit, I'd rather not do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think this is interesting because usually around this stage, so Anaya's 17, your yeah. daughter's 17, around this stage, moms will kind of start, having them, you know, they kind of start backing off a little and the kids kind of start coming into their own and doing their own thing and becoming adults. But that's not the case. That's not this journey. That's not this journey. This journey is, so what it's going to be is, um, I want to pull back in in respect to um, giving her more independence for sure. I want to give her more access to healthy environments for her, but I'm still very much going to be actively parenting for as long as I can yeah. because she develops differently, yeah. um, you know, and just in terms of her cognitive understanding, her safety, she's still going to need that protection of course. for as long as I possibly can. Um, my goal and my heart is that she lives with me, but with supports. Yeah. So for instance, like she'll be, you know, maybe a part of a really good program. I love that. Naya loves to sing. So my, my other prayer is that she's like, she's a singer. She's a singer, honey. He sang it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so my prayer is to continue uh, having her flourish in that by going, continuing her music education journey and probably ministry or singing at, you know, different events and churches is what my hope for her. Cause she loves to sing. I love that. And, um, and yeah, like, you know, access to friends so what's one of the things i, I want to develop my goal is to create a non-for-profit called anaya's haven yes that creates social opportunities for people living with exceptionalities like my daughter um and for like young adults because i find like a lot of the services and resources kind of drop off yeah. after the kid turns 18 so to build something like anaya's haven where we have like social opportunities supports for families that's the long-term goal of um, what I want to build. It's kind of like Naya is the inspiration for that, which is why it's named after her, but to service um, yes. the people in our community. Oh, do you see purpose? Yeah. And it all started from your brother. It started from my brother. Your brother. Yeah. I know that in our community, the black community, I feel like sometimes uh, autism isn't taken seriously. Mm. Or when I say not taken seriously, I think sometimes I've, I've seen situations where maybe a child would be showing signs mm-hmm of autism and like the family members would be like oh that's just like they kind of in denial deny it yeah. yeah they're kind of like in denial of it or are hesitant to take their child for tests yeah. to get diagnosed 100%. or to take it seriously or understand it or, or acknowledge it yeah um what do you say to those people <laughs> um, <laughs> we're in denial <laughs> well i'm gonna say thank you to the resource teacher laura i'll never forget i was a young mom and she saw naya not hitting her markers before even her dad and i acknowledged it and you know helped us take the reins to help find the testing what i will say to anybody who might have an inkling or somebody may have put a you know a drop in your ear that maybe you should look into this do it Mm. knowing is better than not knowing and early intervention could mean so much for the development of your child okay um rather than just ignoring it so if you find that your child is not hitting certain markers or missing certain things or you know eye contact is a good indicator early intervention such as ibi or aba therapy is key um maybe and that could be the difference between your child going to college university or just going to a day program. Yeah. You know, so I say um, don't be afraid of the labels because labels can help you navigate and get the resources you need for a quality life. 
for a quality life. So, and, and at the end of the day, that's what you want for your special person. You want them to have a quality of life. And I love the language you use. Yeah. You, you don't say you don't say things like autistic person. You say person living with autism yeah. or special person or, or exceptional needs yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. I love that language yeah. because I, I think sometimes people see autism as something that needs to be fixed, yeah. which is not the case. It's that just something that needs to be understood. Yes. I, well, I went through all those journeys, right? Mm. Like you first go, you first get the diagnosis. Like at the time I was going through all the Jenny McCarthy books and all the Tony Braxton books and just trying to figure out what to fix her. Yeah. But then it got to a place where it's like, okay, she is who she is and she's actually pretty amazing. Yes learn who she is and then adjust the environment accordingly yes yeah and so yeah so um yeah she's she's not autistic i hate when people say your kid is autistic no she's living with autism mm, yeah. i love that because she's not the th she's not the thing she's not the diag she's not her diagnosis yeah, she's not her diagnosis she's anaya living with autism yes mm -hmm. and i love that and you lead with the person first yeah it's, it's yeah it's a, it's it's a person first mindset it's crazy that you tied that in with my brother oh because my it's a link it's so true this is where it all starts like yeah. you were being prepared from young like yeah. this has been in you and you have the tools the equipment like yeah. it's not we were talking about this earlier and yeah. i was saying i wish i could have been one of those girls who gets you know who gets this that and the other but that's not my gifting and it's not what i was equipped for you were given the toolbox for this conversation this. that was the toolbox you was given as as from young. Patrice, this conversation <laughs> has now prompted me to go home and write the vision out go and properly. Do that. It's write so funny. It down, Our church keeps talking plan. about it that, you know, this is a, a, a time of write the vision down. And, you know, and I really have been asking God, like, how to get a nice haven started, where to begin, God, should I begin? And the how? thing is, you, you've started, you, you're doing this, yeah. you do this, you've really been doing this, like yeah. your whole life. Yeah, 100%. Your whole life. Yeah. You've got the equipment, the tools, the experience, the knowledge, the everything. So. Oh. Girl, <laughs> let's get guys. let's start there. Let's get it started. But also, I know that you've in, you've definitely encouraged and inspired some people today who have been listening to this mm. and just like you know, maybe I should um, change my mindset and look at this thing differently because yeah. I know some some um, parents might might get the d diagnosis for yeah. their children and it can derail them and not know yeah. like what what to do or yeah. where to start or yeah. what to how to handle it and yeah. so i know that your story is helpful and mm -hmm. your story is is important yeah. so we talked a little bit about no we talked a lot about, actually <laughs> we talked about your career journey everything that you've been doing leading up to now mm -hmm. the amazing stuff you've been doing in the fashion space the plus size fashion space the people you've styled and all of that mm -hmm. and now we just said okay now it's just me and anaya time yeah but what kind of led to that decision like why are we changing career why are we slowing down with fashion um you know i don't know if it's slowing down i do believe i think we were talking about it even off off of the mic where um we do you know we can have everything mm -hmm. but just not all at the same time correct so that's the realization um anaya is now heading into adulthood and i want to prepare her to be as independent and have a full life as possible yes so right now it's just slowing things down and just kind of refocusing back on her and making sure that we are preparing her for a quality of life that she has that she's doing like you know at the end of the day i, I truly believe i have this vision in my mind of like God gifting us kids, right? Mm. And at the end of the day, you know, God asking us, what did we do with this child? Like, what, oh. did, did, what did we, what, what, what did you, did you fulfill this mission? Did you create an environment for them? Because I feel like, you know, 
unfortunately not everyone's blessed with this privilege yes. of being a parent. And so um, I honestly feel um, I was blessed with this privilege. And so I have to answer to God that she was everything that your vision was for her to be. And I provided that. So let's just, you know, put the fashion stuff on the back burner for now. Yep. Let's prepare her to be the most dynamic individual she can be um just given what's in front of us to utilize to do that and what god is providing for us to do that and um and then we'll circle back fashion will be fashion will be a part of my you know a part of my dna forever i do want to relaunch an online brand clothing brand soon and naya is probably going to be one of the models for it and we'll figure out that but i just want to make sure she's doing her first and, yeah. and, and what that looks like I love that. And I, I saw a tweet this morning, actually, which was funny, but it said, um, millennials, I don't think you're, are you a millennial? Yes, I am. You are. Uh-huh. Me too. So I'm like on the end. And you're like at the beginning. I'm in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 82, baby. Right. 93. Oh. But um, I saw a post that said, um, us millennials, mm-hmm. we might not care about a job, mm-hmm. but we do care about taking this parenting seriously. Okay. One thing us millennials are doing is we are trying to get this parenting thing done right. Yeah. And maybe generations before us maybe maybe didn't have the tools or the knowledge or maybe were just coming off the back of so much trauma and they just weren't, you know, yeah. parenting how maybe they should have. Yeah. Or they didn't have all the equipment. 100%. But one thing us millennials are trying to do mm-hmm. is do that right. And, and we're taking the, it seriously. And we're in this therapy, making sure that we are equipped to do that by taking care of whatever traumas we experience as well. We're, we're in therapy, breaking, general, mm-hmm. breaking generational curses. Definitely. We are learning yeah. and we are improving and we're just trying to be good parents. Yeah. And I think that is a very... What you just said about like your vision of just God gifting us parents yeah. is giving gifting us children is yeah. so be- such a beautiful visualization yeah. of just what it means to be a mom. Like you're right, it's a gift, yeah. Yeah. and we do have to take it not just seriously, but we have to we have to consider you know their futures and like what we're equipping them with and what what tools we're giving them. Well, because here's the thing, right? Like, and I think that's like kind of like the duality of being like an entrepreneur or like a businesswoman or like a career woman. And then also a parent is like, um, you know, when you really just think about sometimes like me taking a step back from stylish read, the style space, all this stuff that I was doing and just kind of focusing on my child is, you know, sometimes it's not about what you do, but who you raise. Maybe like that's, and I've read that somewhere as well. Come on, Tina Knowles. <laughs> right, right. But it's right. Come on, Tina Knowles. Right. There's like, you know what I mean? And wh- whoever Jackson family and all this. Right. Like, it's not like, you know, Joe, Joe Jackson. Come on, you know, Joe Jackson. Right. You know, even though he's a little scary. But, yeah, you know, yeah. but, you know, but there is, you know. Come on, Richard Williams. Right. Oh, Richard Williams. Right. And look at what he's birthed. So I like like it's not about like I won't say it's not about me. Yes. But I think there's like a huge there's a lot of value in in who Anaya is and what she brings to the world. Like for instance, Naya can sing and Naya actually has more words verbally in song than she does in oh. conversation. She'll memorize a song from chorus, bridge, da, 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 but then to have a cognitive conversation with her, it's kind of hard given her development. Mm-hmm. And that's a gift. Yes. And it's funny, every time Naya takes the mic, I always look in the crowd and somebody's tearing up. Whether it be at her school recitals or at church or, you know, she sang, she did something for, um, in 2018 for like the mayor of Mississauga, like wherever she is, I always see somebody wiping a tear. She gets standing ovations. That's clearly a gifting, right? So I, as her mom, 
would be doing her a disservice not for her to step into that full potential and probably bless somebody yeah. to, you know to see a child with autism who barely can speak and have a conversation you know ministers or, or, or just spread love through you know music vocal ability so that's my job to nurture that and whatever else god tells me to do so i think that's way more important at this point at this point yeah, because um, I feel like obviously fashion is is what you studied, is yeah. what you're passionate about, and you you approach that with so much purpose too. Mm-hmm. But um, the work that you are doing with your daughter, with your brother, mm-hmm. the space that you want to set up for people like your daughter yeah. and your brother is also purpose. Yeah. And what I truly feel like, from what I'm hearing anyway, and from what I'm seeing, is what you've been like equipped for yeah from from young i guess so yeah i guess so and it's and it's beautiful to see the passion like when i when i look at your social media when you're sharing little clips of like anaya's development mm-hmm. and i see her cooking dinner for you guys mm-hmm. you know yeah. and i see her learning a new song mm-hmm. that does warm hearts mm-hmm. and i think that just you being open and transparent about your journey um as a mom and raising anaya mm-hmm. has inspired people mm-hmm you know, and it also helps people to feel gratitude too. Like, you know, this is such a blessing to be a mom and to be a parent. And it's something that we have to, we can't take lightly Mm-mm. and can't see as a burden Mm-mm. or can't see as like, oh, it's holding me back. Mm-hmm. Rather looking at it as is giving me an opportunity. She's it's giving give, me life. I life start, My life and my vision and my purpose started when I became pregnant with her. I then felt the courage like I struggled through school like mm. I struggled academically throughout school I found out later I had ADD and that helped that helped me understand why I, you know with focus and stuff like that but I had the courage and the balls and the you know the boldness to return back to school and pursue a career in social services and other things with because of my daughter and mm. I know that sounds so cliche but like you know um just the the wanting to provide for her she started that right be prior to night if I didn't have kids I'd be doing what I told you at the beginning of this podcast jet setting running around <laughs> um when you like like it's funny my therapist <laughs> my therapist you know helped me identify years ago one of my therapists um helped me identify years ago that you know I operate in my childlike self and I operate in my adult self and in my childlike self you if you look on my post you can see when I'm operating childlike self when I'm in Jamaica frolicking around on ATVs <laughs> running up and down for like the the five days I take a respite from 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 Nye and, and Toronto, I'm clearly in 13-year-old girl Annika. I'm yeah. just running around. Ah, <laughs> right? And then literally there's a plane lands back. I'm back. Serious mama. Yeah, yeah. But I was just gonna say that when he was like, if you didn't have a Nye, you'd be frolicking running around. Frolicking. And I'm like, but you are frolicking running around. Yeah. Like you live in your life still. I, I do, but like I, of course within reason. And you know, I mean, for instance, like, you know, Prior, like you see how like these nomads are running around with just their laptop and running around. That would be like, okay. like that's me. Like no vision. Like what's the next country? What is <laughs> my paychecks pay for the next opportunity? Like that's mm. literally how I saw my life. Just like that funny post with the people that are putting their passport in the bread. <laughs> Let's Did you see that? Or or the or those memes that say working remotely does not mean take your laptop to Jamaica. Oh really? It don't mean that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <kinda> <laughs> Sorry. Did. I'm like, like I'm like working my stat holiday oh, in Montego Bay. Like you know what I mean that kind of thing. But you know I kind of did that. But no, because it's very much me. Yeah. 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 I'll be tuning into um, Zoom calls from yeah. like the park. Listen, Hi, guys. I, I was I was on the plane and I saw a guy with his phone and I saw the Zoom while he's on the plane boarding for Jamaica. I'm like that's hilarious. But that's pretty much I would have no direction. It would just be like just feel all feel goods, right? So I think. Um, it's my my it's shifted and i don't think an eye has held me back but she's given me purpose yes she's yeah, given me purpose yeah. so. and, and also giving you direction structure yeah. purpose you yeah. 
you know, some. She definitely is my structure. Yeah. Because <laughs> structure, if I'm not structured, she becomes unraveled. And that's very interesting. Yeah. Because that's the ADD, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. My ADD, I'm not structured. Money, I still struggle with money management. Like I literally had to hire a financial planner to help me literally map my year out financially. So I know I can spend this much on Starbucks, this much on travel. Mm -hmm. You know, she's like, okay, once this $2,000 is done, you've got no more travel budget. So act accordingly. Like I, I Act accordingly. Yeah. You know, Ladina is <laughs> literally gathered. I have actually have a follow-up meeting with her to show what I've done. And I kind of straight off plan a little bit. So I'm a little nervous, <laughs> but I put her in place because I now know that I have That's this wisdom. diagnosis yeah and i i need to i want to build a future for nai and i and just given my shortcomings you know that's right? wisdom knowing mm -hmm. our strengths yeah and, and knowing our weaknesses yeah and knowing when we need help knowing when like I, okay i need to hire someone to do this part I, for me because I, I ain't got this part legit, legit and there's only so much we can do we're only human yeah and exactly exactly so and i can't do it all so i was like i'm already raising somebody and you know that's a lot <laughs> so let me like i i god has been great to put me in spaces where i can pull from different people to help me and i hopefully in my prayer is that i've become so full that i can now pour back into others yes right so that's my hopefully that's hopefully what i want to do i love that term. that's yeah. amazing <laughs> yeah yeah thank so you thank you for joining me today thanks for having me and join back next week guys for another important episode bye <laughs>